Hey, yo, I am not going to lie. It is the scarcity that's holding us all back. And this is one of my favorite topics. Actually, if I was teaching, if there was a pillar for my podcast, mm, I feel like one of the pillars is absolutely around scarcity and how hard it is to break free from those chains and to break free from those narratives and to stay because there's a chance that you're still surrounded by scarce narratives and thoughts and people to stay in the highest percentage possible, even if that means that you're alone most of the time. <laughs> to keep yourself in the highest percentage possible of expansive ways of thinking. And sometimes that just means cutting out all the noise. Sometimes that means, we talked about this a little while ago, putting on your earmuffs and going with what you know and believing what you choose to believe, which is sometimes the opposite of the rest of the world as you know it. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. Drop the mic, walk on out. No, we won't do that. We'll keep going. Uh, <laughs> every day we talk about how great we are. This is called Greatness Grounding. I don't know why I'm sounding so silly when I'm saying this, but here we are. Um, really, it's just a practice of getting used to hear how amazing you are, to drown out all of the noise of how much the opposite you are of that. And hopefully encourage the people around you to fill you with that too. Because like y'all, we're good. We're good at the tearing ourselves down. Like, I don't know if you've got the memo, but... <clears throat> 
It's not something we need to learn over again. Definitely something we're practicing every day. So I make you practice the opposite because I don't know. Hmm. When is the world coming to you and feeding goodness to you? It's just not. Not really built to. Is that clickbait? No. Well, come on. Military, when they surprise their kids, like, mm, goodness, clickbait. Yes. Other than that, and maybe some puppy kitty videos. Other than that, the world is kind of trying to feed you this toxic wasteland of terrible. And likely, the people around you are probably also pointing out those things constantly. And it can be wearing. And so this is our breath of fresh air. And this is our moment every single day where we celebrate ourselves, where we don't tear ourselves down where maybe we build up so much confidence and strength that we're like looking around like who's gonna come for me because I kind of feel like I'm awesome but I know that it won't be long-lived and I know that someone will come to remind me how crazy and dumb and stupid this all is and how terrible I am I know that it's coming and maybe it is maybe it isn't and if you're practicing this you may begin to realize that that's just them. That's not you. You are amazing. You are speaking the truth to yourself. You have come to know this. And pretty soon, this practice will outweigh anybody being able to penetrate you with their practice of terrible and treachery and questioning of your greatness because my friend you are the greatest so my great thing <laughs> is good question oh i think when i envisioned the store i envisioned having all these extra things this being a very full store. And in the beginning, I was begging people. I'm like, please just bring me boxes and boxes of your stuff. If you have something, just bring it. I don't know if it will sell. I don't know if anyone will like it. I just need stuff. I need to fill this. How do we make this look full? How do we, how, how, how do we do that? How do we do that? I want to do that. How do we do that? And so we're just like filling filling with the same things over in different spaces because y'all how how do we do that and i didn't know what to do i didn't know if if people would even bring me boxes of stuff but i knew that my job was to make this feel full that my job was to bring the vision to life, even if it's not at the fullest scale. And what I will say is that's always a challenge for me because I see the fullest extent of the vision or generally I don't do it. And I am thankful for the work that I have done because it's it allows me to breathe and be right where I am. And right where I was a month ago was 
not at the fullest extent of this space, was not at the fullest extent of this vision, was not there. And now we're getting closer. And we've had to install these extra things because we have more product. We're not like shoestringing things together anymore. And I think that that's amazing. I think that I am proud of what we've built. I think that I am proud that I could allow myself to be okay with where we were and watch and let it grow and evolve as need allowed. And that one's tough because it's like, I don't want to wait for someone to say that this is awesome. I want to know that this is awesome and I want to take us there. And this is, this is the value of the mindfulness that we've begun to practice throughout this work. It's like, okay, but what is the smallest amount? And I know that this is an entrepreneurial lesson teaching that I have come to just adopt into how I do things. But like, how can we get people to acknowledge that they like this without like biting off more than we can chew? Right? We don't need the full vision. And it's so funny because I had taken that risk early on. I had bought these books that were to nurture relationships. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. These books are so amazing. They create so much connection. And I think I sold four. I had posted them online. I'm like, this is going to be the bee's knees. Everybody's going to love these. These are amazing. Why wouldn't these sell out? I only bought four of two of the versions. And eventually they would sell out, but not when I posted them online. I think I sold one that I ended up having to ship, which felt really great. But to someone that I knew, I sold the rest of them to my family. And honestly, they only bought them because they hadn't bought Mother's Day gifts and I had them <laughs> available. <laughs> and I kind of sat on these. I'm like, man, well, that didn't work. So then eventually when we opened the shop, obviously I just bring these there because, hey, we've got them. Well, then people start reacting to them, asking questions about them, enjoying them, loving what they're about and asking for different variances of the, these books. And then we validated right? And it's okay. The first test didn't really validate it. And so then we had to pivot and move on and move to something that people would validate, that people would invest their money in, even selling it online, even selling it through Facebook. Like, what are those things? And 
that's what made us pivot and go towards the town shirts. And then that's sort of where we spent our summer. And we forgot about the books, even though we knew that they were amazing. And now, right, we're validating that that worked. We validated that that worked. So now we can scale that up a little bit. Okay, we know that people like this. We can continue testing this. We can move towards this. And that's been one of the bigger challenges. It's like allowing myself to be small scale until adoption. And we've entered the adoption portion. And I've just been forcing myself to kind of lay off, bringing everything, bringing the full vision, just be okay with right where we are today. Scale back, scale down a little, you crazy maniac, and just let it be for a bit. And I'm, I'm thankful every single day that I did this work, this study, this investigation. And I can't say that I'm like a fully healed human being walking and clothed in strength even right now. But I will say that I am thankful for the lessons and things that I have come to apply to my life now that have become vital in how I operate today. And I wouldn't be there without this podcast and all of you and this work and the books because it's those lessons that now play into this bigger picture of where we're going. And that's my great thing. Just being able to scale slowly. And I would not, I would not have been able to stomach the pace of this scale with the human that I was a year ago. I would have been like standing up on my ego, like I know better and I know that this is going to work and this is how we're going to do it and I'll just do that to the fullest extreme because I know. And there are some things that I have to just know and bank on and go with, but most of them were looking for validation first and building as requested. And that was like a hard lesson that kept being represented to me and eventually sunk in. So I am grateful for that. I am grateful for everything. Like, if you think that my mind is not completely blown at the life that I am living right now, you're wrong. And that probably gets cliche to say, but seriously. 
What is this life? Seriously. <laughs> okay, go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. <laughs> um, I, I'm still in a, a speechless state of self. And I hope for everyone that this is somewhere that you get someday. Because the world really is waiting to amaze you. It is. And you have to choose to believe that it wants to, that it's capable of, and it's all in what you're looking for. And I think that that's a hard thing because there are definitely people who are like hell-bent on making you believe the opposite. Right? And the world is just generally so scarce, so driven by scarce mindsets and scarcity that once you're in that funnel, it's, it's hard to release yourself from that, to buy into the fact that the world is actually plentiful and that no matter what happens, no matter who comes in, tries to do whatever they're going to do, no matter who comes in and tries to disrupt whatever you got going on, no matter who comes in and decides that they're going to copy or take or they can do it better than you. It just is what it is. And I think when you're banking on your own brilliance... <laughs> Which sounds like a completely ego-driven fullness thing, but it just isn't. Because your brilliance, your ability and abundance in this world can't be touched. Your story and the things that are meant for you, should you continue believing in that path, buying into and building that mindset you can't be touched so it doesn't matter what anybody tries to do like it really doesn't they aren't you and what we've come to know about you is that you have the magic sauce that you have what the world needs in a way that no one else could. And yesterday I was talking to a friend and I'm like, gosh, I'd love to just spend time thinking about how all these people are thinking but I'm just going to go ahead and keep following me. And I know, I know, no matter what, 
that you can't beat me. And mostly because I'm not trying to compete. If you want to come build the same exact thing, I will stand there and applaud and be happy for you. Because I know what I've built and I know where it backs up and how deep all of this runs and how true to the core of my being and wonderful and beautiful it all is. I know. And I believe in that more than I believe in the scarcity of it all. In the hurry up, someone found success. Go, go do that. Copy that. Okay, copy that. Good. Here's a perfect model. Here's why it works. And even if you're stopping to copy me, you're already behind. Because I'm not stopping to copy. I'm moving in the way that matters to me. I'm moving and grooving with what's coming in today. I have the vision for how this goes all the way to Mars. If you stop and even try, slow down, to copy. You're already beat. I'm still moving. Right? And that's all of us. Scarcity slows movement. Because you're always kind of stopping to look over your shoulder. And once we shake that scarcity free... We just start creating. We just start knowing, right? Oh, this girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. I know. I'm sorry. I really messed up that first part. <laughs> I don't know. I dropped down. I don't. People. Someone. Ah. There's the most beautiful, here's full-blown vision. I love minimalist spaces. I really do. I think they're the most wonderful, magical places that exist in this world. And if there was a perfect minimalist space bedroom for me, this is what it would include. Are you ready? Lights that drop down from the ceiling on both sides of the bed. This most beautiful spindle teak bed that I've ever seen in my life. It is, oh, it's so perfect and so yummy. And I will buy that someday. And the most amazing matching keyboard. Well, it's a piano, but it's like teak, minimal. It would be in this perfect little corner in my bedroom. And I have no idea why I'm talking about this. This certainly doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about here. 
but I only bring it up because I miss that tone. But I'm thinking like, if I just practice more, that wasn't a terrible little rendition of Alicia Keys. And if I had my keyboard, I could learn how to play it. Is there even a piano? I don't think there's actually a piano. There's got to be. It's Alicia Keys. Okay. This girl is, imagine me in my bedroom. This girl is on fire. I'm like pounding out the keys and I'm singing and I'm singing. <laughs> this girl is on fire. I'm playing my piano and I'm practicing and I'm getting better. And I'm in this like most beautiful, perfect rendition of a bedroom and it's amazing and it's all clean and it's beautiful and I'm living every single part of life that I ever envisioned and it's amazing and go and this is what we believe this is the goodness that you are capable of creating the full vision and we don't believe in this narrative. We don't buy into, we don't feed the opposite narrative. That's saying, you aren't, you can't fire your water. In fact, you're ice, you are frozen. This will be short-lived. You are not capable. Do you want me to run down the list of things? How dare you? We are going to strip you of this can't believe you would show up in this way. And there you go walking like I've shown up this way all along and I'm just getting started. Friends, do not let anyone sell you on scarce narratives of this world. Don't let anyone scare you into believing that the world is not plentiful and that the world is not capable of supporting any dream that you have because it is and it's capable of doing that wherever you are. As someone who just wanted to write books <laughs> and talk all day, yesterday I, I during the middle of my day, had heartburn. And I realized that I haven't eaten in three days. And that might have something to do with it. Usually I eat dinner, but usually during the day I'll get to about midweek and be like, whoa, we just don't eat breakfast or lunch now. Okay. We should probably adjust that. Trust, we're getting used to this. I think we'll get the hang of it, but I don't even notice. I really don't. Coming from someone who used to like depend on what was for lunch to just hope to survive the day. I don't even notice. Anyways, that's not here nor there. We need to eat. It is. I have to just start sitting down and utilizing my five and five planner. And that is one of the key items that's in there because of how easy it is to be like in full flow of life. So full of life that you don't even notice that you're hungry. And so we got to get better at planning that either way, either way. We can't 
keep buying into the opposite. We must buy in and believe in what's possible, in your greatness, in how capable you are of building this vision over time. And I think true to my story, leading up to all of this, and now it's just this whirlwind, and I love the fact that one of my favorite children's books predicts this as this. And I have it right here. So I shall just read you <laughs> this portion because it's, it's exactly what this is. And you can prepare all you want. But here's how it goes. And this is from one of my favorite children's books, What Do You Do With an Idea? by Kobe Yomada. Yomada. Mada. Anyways, this is the part that I thought, I always thought would happen. But what I realized looking back now is I still had scarcity that I needed to release first in order to come into the full bloom of the human that I could be. And we're just getting started. But here's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> okay, this is after... Well, maybe I'll read these two pages. And this is the part that I feel like I'm in right now. And it's crazy. Then one day, something amazing happened. My idea changed right before my eyes. It spread its wings, took flight, and burst into the sky. I don't know how to describe it, but it went from being here to being everywhere. It wasn't just a part of me anymore. It was now a part of everything. And once we shake that scarcity, really once we realize and come into our fullness, and I feel grateful every single day to not have been at this exact place with all of the other ideas that I had. Because I feel like I would have had to end up undoing those things to get back to right where I am now. And I am so grateful for the pace of learning that I have been able to journey on over the last four years. And that I structured that into this work. This all makes sense. There is no marketing it. It's just who I am. And I don't have to sit and read off a script. This is true to my very being and core of who I've always been. And so many people talk about the authenticity part of all of this, of living all of this out loud. And I think eventually you just get used to this being who you are and 
so much of the content on here is a bounce between the authentic. Because you aren't authentically you until you are. <laughs> until you dig down and discover that true being. And the discovery portion feels sticky and messy, but I am so proud that I was willing to live all that out loud because someday it'll help someone who just wants to discover who they were always meant to be. And that, I'll own every piece of the messiness that it took to get here. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.